it's that time of year again when stores start playing Christmas songs one month before Christmas even begins. Get ready. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Asian Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Nanan, for short, of course. And let's just jump straight right into some of the um, things I want to talk about today. We will end in a negative... No, we will end in a positive note. So some of the stuff I'm going to be talking about first is very cru- crucial. And, you know, just some things to get get to know about since election is coming up in two days. It is... November 1st, 2020, around 9.46 p.m. that I am doing this podcast right now. So the election is pretty close so far. Just two days away, I I will be watching who will win the election and we'll see if chaos arrives because I saw one TikTok actually. There was actually a um, bunch of businesses just getting ready to lock up. Anything happens because of the election, you know. People gets gets the best of themselves during the election, and that's usually what happens. So, the first thing I want to talk about, I think it's not really um people what people have been talking about, but I've been um speaking on behalf in this podcast. I've been mainly talking about domestic terrorism, terrorism in general. I guess I'm just very interested in it. Um. It's one thing to look at when we go into election, get ready for chaos to arrive. So I think it fits the narrative. So on October 22nd, 2020, 12.06 p.m. Eastern Time, this is when um, the news article was published. But um, it's, It is by NPR News, Hannah Alam, and Jim Urquhart. Um, the title says, military leader known as the, quote, Bundy Ranch Snipers, a sniper, quote seeks a new title a state senator so what they're talking about in this article was senator michelle stennett who's a democrat who's running against eric parker mainly this is about eric parker a republican many call him a domestic terrorist mostly federal authorities though they consider him to be anti-government extremist who belongs in prison he actually beat felony felony charges twice and he leads the best-known militia group in the mountain region, who is also on a ballot in a rare purple district in bright red Idaho. If you're wondering what militia group he's leading, he's leading a group called the Three Percenters. And we'll get into more about what they are as a group. So, six years ago, in 2014, Parker, who was 30 and electrician at the time and also a cattle rancher, he had a run-in with the authorities along with his right-wing supporters over grazing rights. If you don't know what grazing rights is, it's basically a right of a user to allow their livestock to feed in a given area. And during that time, he was on a bridge with his supporters mounting on his sniper rifle at the authorities. And when somebody captured this photo, many saw that photo as an act of domestic terrorism. Far-right people, by the way, before I get into any further, far-right is different from just a right-wing person. This is far-right, meaning far-right extremists, and you you have left-wing and far-left, right? There's a difference. So I want people to know that. Far-right thinks that he's very, 
it's a patriotic movement what he did, right? Um, they find him as an anti-hero, a legend. NPR actually has um, been following this story for a while. Um, this story, though, about his militia group, it also emerges with the election this season. Um, many has c connected this to the alleged plot to kidnap Governor of Michigan a while ago that I actually mentioned in the podcast, the la recent podcast. Facebook also wiped out his account associated with Parker, his campaign, and this group because they just thought, you know, it didn't fit the narrative in their in their um, app. He called it, quote, Communist China, the ban, right? He was, ang he was angry at the ban. And he leads the group called the Three Percenters. And while he's leading them, he's getting backlash from them because he started talking to the Idaho County authorities and they invited him to talk about what happened that escalated because there was another news article. I, I went into it a little bit. One of the members of the Three Percenters had an altercation with the police and I guess they wanted to talk out, see what's going on, right? Um, a lot of right-wing activists saw this as an act of betrayal. Um, we'll get into more why. Why? He backed himself up from that, saying that he's a true blue constitutionalist, meaning that he he believes in the Constitution. He also said that he kicked several members, some who were some for racism and some for going to fight Antifa in Portland, Oregon. Parker responded by saying, we don't do gangs of New York in my organization. He was also, it's funny too, because he was also involved in his early days with the neo-Nazis on the street of Phoenix. This is when, you know, teenagers, right? They're tr still trying to find themselves. And I guess he got, end up in the wrong corner. And somehow he ended up with the neo-Nazis. And in this article too, they even show him having a black flag tattoo that symbolized rebellion against authority. So I'll describe it. The tattoo showing a circle and three Roman numerals, right? And it basically, that's what symbolizes rebellion against authority. And if you're wondering what he thinks of the George Floyd situations, situation, he says that it was indefensible and acknowledges systematic racial inequalities, right? This is weird coming from a militia group, but we also have to be careful what what is their plan? What is what are they up to? What are their goals? And we'll go into that later like I said. He also said that in his second command, he passed out about 100 cheeseburger at a Black Lives Matter event in Boise for protesters to remain peaceful. When I when I heard that, I just thought that's cool. All right, but did you bring more burgers? Only 100? I expect maybe a thousand people, right? More than a thousand, maybe? And you only serve a hundred? Anyways, although some of the things he said seems neutral, extremism analysts, they warn about viewing Parker as some kind of a statesman of anti-government world. Analyst says that it risks promoting the myth of neutral or benign, meaning kind militia. They also po point out that some members have been spotted among the armed demonstrators pushing their way into the state capitol in Boise or joining a vigilante mob up north in Cordelaine. I think I said that street wrong. Holy shit, I think I, f I, I messed that up. So, 
to conclude what I'm saying here, what is the three percenter? So I went to their websites and what they've said. So the three percenter is a national organization made up of patriotic citizens who love their country, freedoms, and liberty. By the way, if you're wondering what I'm reading from, this is from the notes I've gathered up from the NPR news and made it into my own so I can follow along with it and then I would, you know, go from there. They also said that they are committed to standing against ex exposing corruption and, and injustice. In their website, they said they formally said that they are not racist nor white supremacists and that they are all made up of all patriots of all races, colors, creeds, religion, backgrounds, ethnicity, orientations, you name it. Another thing that they added, they claim that they, they also, they said, people who claim they are white supremacists or racists are pure ignorance and that patriot, patriotism is colorblind. They consider themselves not a militia, which is, which I think is questionable, but they do have meetings on local levels to help members to work and learn together. They also said that they are more of a life rather than a club to join. They have no charge fee on people who participate in civil liberties, unless it's like a parade or something like that that they mention. They also said that they rely not on third party or institution that costs money, so they rely on themselves. Another thing to point out too, that they are not anti-government, but pro-government, so long as the government follows the constitution, which is kind of ironic. Their main goal is to utilize failsafe and put in place by our founding fathers to reign an overreaching government and push back against tyranny. They do not intend to impl implement their own government, and they said that there's a, there's a misconception that we are wanting to overthrow the government from what they said they said this is basically false rumor and try not to paint their movement as anti-government another key important thing that they also say is that they do not seek revolution but will defend themselves when necessary they believe violence is the last result should be a last resort and even should only be defensive in nature another thing that they also mention in this article is <clears throat> is how they got their name, which is basically Minutemen when 3% name originated and that 3% of the colonists was actively fight fighting the British forces at the time. I'm not sure if that's true. I didn't do research on that, sadly. But I think one of the next one of the next websites should tell us. They have three principles actually. They said first moral strength, second physical fit fitness, and third, no first use of force and I will explain what each of them is from their website they're saying moral strength knowing what is right and wrong and acting accordingly being trustworthy truthful and holding high values and principles strength to stand up when something is morally wrong second one is physical readiness and it's defined as ability to meet physical demands of any task in order to accomplish objective at hand there's some three percenters who have disabilities that prevent them from meeting physical demands, and for those, there is an exception. And thirdly, no first use of force. Don't fire unless fired upon. We are not aggressor nor antagonistic. What the fuck did I just... Sorry. Or antagonist. We are purely defensive and only 
use it as a last resort. And their main goal is to keep the Constitution as the way it is. That's what their point of view and that's what they're saying from their organization. If we go to a website called ADL, these guys are fighting hate for good. Basically, they're fighting against extremism. A bunch of analysts in there too. If we go what they, they think of three percenters, right? I'm going to read the whole thing to you and then I'll get into my opinions. They are a part of a militia movement which supports the idea of a sm small number of dedicated patriots protecting Americans from government tyranny just as the patriots of the American Revolution protected early Americans from British tyranny. The three percenter concept created in 2008 is based on an inaccurate historical claim that only three percent of Americans fought in the Revolutionary War against the British. They may form traditional militia groups but often form non-paramilitary groups or online net networks. Many are not associated with any particular group. Their concept also both contributed and benefit from the resurgence of the militia movement that began in 2008 because many adherents to the militia movement strongly support President Trump in recent years. Three percenters have not been as active in opposing the fe federal government directing their ear at other perceiving foes including leftists, Antifa, Muslims, and immigrants. They have been active in 2019 and 20 reaction to a range of issues including attempts to pass state-level gun control measures, state-imposed restrictions, and lockdowns to prevent spread of the coronavirus, and the protests that taken around the country over the May 2020 killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Three percenters have a track record of criminal activity ranging from weapon violation to terrorist plot and attacks. I don't want to go into more details into this because it's long. I don't want to read a long ass article, which I think it's not necessary, which I already did anyway. So what I'm about to tell you is that from this website, they think it's some kind of militia group. And from their point of view, they're saying we're not a militia, but we hold meetings, right? So some of the things they said, right, to defend themselves, saying they're not some type of militia trying to start a revolu revolution. If this is true, then we have nothing to be worried about, right? Well, in my opinion, I think they should be looked at. You know, anything that they do, they will hide in their tracks. But for me, as long as what they're doing is contributing to the Constitution, I think that's okay. But this is one of the things we need to worry about. Because if Biden wins, there will be increase of right-wing terrorism from the Boogaloo. And other groups that are related to the Boogaloo that has ideas of extremism and terrorism. If President Trump wins, again, gets re-elected, there will be chaos in the streets from Antifa. And many far left wing extremists. So get ready for that. There will be protests also. There will be chaos. Right? But the thing is that. You know. What can we really do? Right? For me, I could care less who wins. You know, as long as they're leading the country. But these two candidates 
are just the weirdest candidates to pick from. You know, if it was Andrew Yank and Trump, I think it would be a bit different of a story. You know, the Democrats had so many great candidates and they decide to pick Joe Biden. Really? Joe Biden? God, that must be tough, right? And plus, some of the things that I've been hearing from mostly that has to do with their corruption. Don't get don't get me wrong. I'm sure there is corruption on the right wing side too, but just some of the things he says, right? It's just mm, I don't know. It's just a typical guy running for presidency, and somehow the Democrats kind of messed that up. They screwed that up. You know, it could have been, you know, Budigish. It could have been Tulsi Gabbard. It could have been Andrew Yang, right? You had many great candidates. And you decide to pick Joe Biden, right? So, and well, and then you got Donald Trump, right? Say what you think about him. You know, if I think, in my opinion, if he talks a bit less, I don't think people would talk about him more. But since he's, he's using the First Amendment, which is totally fine. Some of the things he said is fucking stupid. You can't even lie. A lot of people, especially in my area, um, treat him like a god. Like, he's he's a man, not a god, dude. <laughs> right? You, you, I know you understand. You love Trump so much, right? But he's not a god. He, he's just like one of us. Right? So, there's many places where people treat him like a god. And I find that insane. I think I saw one dude on the internet treating actually having a religion i guess we'll call it trumpism or whatever it is and literally he pray to a statue of donald trump search it up i i i, I mean it's kind of crazy so you know whatever happens happens we just have to find out what i may be saying might be bs but it's a speculation that a lot of people are saying that we might be going into a civil war, right? We see these also coming from Portland, especially. What What's going on around Portland and Seattle over there, right? Um, I can get into more of that. I think it's really an idea of utopia. And we're just heading into a future that we haven't seen before. Of chaos and apparently we want another we are expecting a civil war but I hope there's not a civil war because you know we have we had enough of COVID and if we have a civil war well that's just 2020 for you so I just wanted to point this out on this news article because it's important to elect somebody that comes from a background like this too And really, when I was reading the article and listening to the NPR radio, he said that he's not trying to bring his idea when he becomes a senator. So, you know, I'm a bit debatable on that. Plus, you got to know who you want to elect as president. And there's two days left. You know, anything can happen. The, The polls are saying that Biden is likely going to win. 
They said that for Hillary Clinton, but Trump won. Um, the reason he won was because of the middle states, the up middle states, usually Michigan, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, right? He won some of those states up there, which gained him a lot of points. If Trump do that again, he can get reelected. But if Joe Biden gets those states, then, then Donald Trump might lose, you know? So Joe Biden will definitely get California. California is the biggest electoral, electoral college a score, 55, that place is very liberal, and, you know, Nevada, I think, might go blue, Arizona might go blue, Nevada might be a mix right now, because I'm, I'm in the northern, northern area where it's very conservative, and Las Vegas is mainly Democrat, so it could be a split, we have six points, Donald Trump has traveled here, actually, he traveled to Minden, Carson City, so he's been to Nevada for a while. I think he'll get Texas too. You know, Texas is very Republican. We just have to find out, you know, whatever this holds. So I think that's all I have to say about this article. I just thought it was an interesting article to look at, you know, seeing should we, this article is saying, should we really pick this person to be a state senator for Idaho? You know, so I don't know who's the other people running for him other than Michelle Stennett. But, I mean, it's interesting. It's like Joe Exotic running for president, right? That actually happened a while ago. So, yeah, let's get right into the next topic that we will be talking about, which I believe is Amy Komen, right? So I forgot her name, but let's get right into it. I just thought this was interesting to talk about, you know, ever since the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. Okay, that's her name. She is confirmed to the Supreme Court and takes constitutional oath. This is from NPR News, Barbara Sprunt, on October 26, 8.07 p.m. Eastern Time. Right? I always want to give credit to where I get the article. So what the article was saying was how they explained the Senate voted for Amy by 52-48. You know, that's very close which confirms her to the Supreme Court. She was nominated by President Trump, by the way. So we can see a bit of a bias there. The Senate Democrats, actually, they try to slow down the confirmation process of Trump's third Supreme Court nominee. But since the Republican controls the Senate, it made the process for her to become the next Supreme Court even faster. And the decision also favors conservative majority, which they should... They could shape the future of abortion rights and healthcare laws for generation. The reason I added this is because for those who, you know, are for ab abortion, you're not going to like this, right? But for those people who says, you know, abortion is wrong, you're going to love this lady. But for those who, you know, don't needs abortion... For a specific reason, you're not going to like her as the Supreme Court. So, this is going to take a toe on what's going on. Actually, we see this. Um, I didn't look much into this. But we saw there was a protest in Portland. Not Portland. Poland. Poland. They, they did an abortion ban. I need to go into more details. I need to check this more. But they, they banned abortion. And there was hundreds of thousands of people on the streets protesting some chaotic too so 
really, when you think about how the president chooses the Supreme Court nominee, you have to think, right, his bias, what does he believe, you know, so knowing President Trump and his Republican leaning side, he decided to show her because, you know, she's probably anti-abortion, you know, so for those people who think abortion should exist, right, they're thinking that Roe versus Wade might go, might be repealed, right, this is the person that you might not like, so, you know, for me, I could say many things about this topic, but I would offend a lot of people, and it's not because I agree on one side, it's just that there's a logic when it comes to this happening, and really, it's on you. The best thing I can say is, it's on you, you know, so, I hope you understand what I mean by that, you know, in some ways, it's both your fault, that's all I can say to you, it's kind of both your fault that you weren't ready, so, that's all I have to say for this article, it's just one of the things you have to be aware after, um, after one of the Supreme Court nominee di- died, who was very, um, who was a very famous figure for women's rights, uh, women's rights, which is, you know, we lost another person, so they decided to get Amy Barrett, and we'll see where things goes from here. I think I got two more. Actually, I have three more articles to talk about. This one will be about France, so um, get ready. I think I'm going to look into more of what's going on in France because things have been escalating, especially into the terrorism realm in that area. And this is one of the articles that explain it. So October 29, 2020, 8.36 a.m. Eastern Time. This is when the article was written. I forgot who it was by. But the title says, Three Dead and Apparent Terrorist Knife Attack at Church in Nice, France. So in a Notre Dame Basilica in Nice, France, one man uses a knife to kill three people, possibly more. Emmanuel Macron, who's the president of France, said that the response to the killing was very clearly, it was that France was attacked. If it were attacked another time, it is because of our values and freedoms and the ability to believe freely without giving in to terrorism. This is also connected to the story that I talk about in the last podcast about how a man got beheaded by a terrorist, which is another thing too to connect. The per- this attacker was actually from che- Chechnya also. And che- Chechnya is an area where it's typically... Muslim Russian type of area. I need to look into that more. But they, some person decided they didn't like what they had to say. So they decided to send in more terrorist attacks. This also boosted operation of security from 3,000 to 7,000 soldiers. So imagine you're going to France right now, right? If you can, if you want to, but I don't think it's a great time to go to France right now. But if you go into many section of the corners, expect to have some security. You know, 7,000 soldiers roaming around France because 
of terrorism threats and attacks going around, you know, it's something to be looked upon. And the reason you must be wondering, why is there terrorism attacks? So, France have this magazine article, um, a magazine, it's basically political cartoons and all that. They call it Charlie Hepto, right? It's a magazine. And one of the teachers, right, I'm connecting to the thing I said last podcast. One of the teachers showed showed the students a picture of Muhammad. And from what he said, he said that anybody who is a Muslim in, in that school should look away because you should not reveal a face of Muhammad. It is considered special in the Muslim Muslim religion, and when he did that, some people, mostly Muslim, they find it disrespectful, and they didn't like what he had to say. One girl said, you know, I forgot what she said, but she wasn't at school at that time. She made a false accusation about the teacher, but the teacher said she wasn't there. It had to do something with the picture. So when this happened, the guy decided from Chechnya... To fly all over to France and beheaded this guy in the street yelling Allahu Akbar, right? Typical jihad thing. There was also another incident reported in Lyon. Police arrested a man carrying a knife near a large train station, right? This is also, I think, in France. There was another incident also reported in Saudi Arabia at the French embassy that said that a man was wielding a knife. And attacked a guard in the consulate in Jeddah. The man was later arrested. So, France is trying to do a lot with free speech. And when the event happened of the man who got beheaded, many people who said good on Twitter, right? People who said good that he died, many of them were questioned and arrested, right? So, France is in... France is in right now what I call a free speech battle. And they're in a free speech battle against terrorism. And ISIS don't like what they ha- what they are saying about their religion, right? Political cartoons. France believe they have the political freedom to say whatever they want. So France is testing their free speech, right? So now it comes to questions... You know, what can you say and what you can't say or what you can show and what you can't show. You know, so France really is the typical center of Europe. So we have to look into that more of what's going to happen next. So expect more terrorism attacks sooner or later because apparently ISIS love to attack this place because of their free speech and them attacking ISIS in general or the religion agenda that they're holding so you know expect that right france is going to be chaotic a lot of things is going on in 2020 especially i think i was supposed to report on north korea too i think they wanted help from south korea actually which is kind of weird and they made an anti-ballistic missile announced this was a while ago about a month ago so This is what's going on in France. I think this should be looked upon, right? Terrorism is going to be increasing, and especially not just international terrorism, 
but domestic terrorism in general. Let's get into the positive news right away. That the future seems to be predicting. I think we should end on a positive note. Especially water on the moon has actually been discovered. Right? NASA confirms water molecules on our na- friendly neighbor's sunny surface. This is from Bill Chappell and Jeff Brumfield. Um, the Space Agency Stratospheric Observatory for Infrared Astronomy, basically called SOFIA, um, they had a modified Boeing 747 that can take telescope high into the Earth's atmosphere. And they were up about 45,000 feet in altitude. And they found these high-quality H2O molecules in the Clavius Crater, a large crater in the moon's southern hemisphere. The SOFIA is used for a special infrared camera that can detect between water-specific wavelength, which is pretty cool, right? Just imagine some weird Boeing 747 is just flying around, but actually has some kind of infrared camera attached, and it's just looking through the moon, and apparently they just detect water. They also revealed that the location contains up to 100 to 412 per million, basically 12 ounces of waters, that is trapped in cubic meter of soil spread across the lunar surface. Now, since they discovered the water on the moon, they're now trying to find out how it became the form of that high-quality H2O. They're trying to find out what's generating it. I would say something very, very um, conspiracy theory wise but I'm not Alex Jones right I'm not Alex Jones I don't say crazy shit so another thing too is there's they're saying that it might be from micrometeorites impacting the moon just little rocks that impacts the moon and create some water from it right so just one of the positive news to talk about there and another thing to talk about too is that gray wolves is now removed from the endangered species list they are now in Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, and some people over there are protecting the wolves. There's now 6,000 gray wolves around the northern Rocky Mountains and the western Great Lakes region. It literally took 45 years for them to recover these gray wolves. They were they were hunted, being trapped, poisoned, harassed, to the point where they were so close to not existing that they had to be given federal protection under in Endangered Species Act in 1978. This is a very good sign, you know, nature's coming back alive and all that. So that's some of the news, positive news I got. I wish I got more. You know, I need to find more positive news, but I think it's important to talk about the things going on around the world so that we can be informed. And I picked some of the things that we should be talking about. I actually... I actually deleted some of the news that I wanted to talk about, especially, mostly it's opinion news from the NPR saying, is the election stressing you? Is it affecting your friendship with your friends who have different political sides? And I was listening to it, and I thought, maybe people should get away from the TV for a bit and start going outside, you know, or maybe get a workout in, Right. Or maybe get some cardio going in, right? Run a bit. You know, running is stressful, but the thing is that you feel relief after doing it, right? So think of that. Go outside more. Think more possibly. Try to think more possibly. Get some balance in yourself, right? Yin yang, good and bad, right? If something's negative, try to find the positive, especially. So, you know, some of these articles, it's mostly common sense, right? 
you have the right to disagree with your friends, and if they don't believe in what you believe, then best you move on and still be friends, right? Politics brings in the best of us, especially from left side or the right side, which is why we're so divided. I just think there should be a point where people should agree. Uh, you know, should just move on, actually, you know. If they don't like that opinion, then just move on. They should debate about it. But if you don't, right, they're going to call you a racist. If you don't, you know, there's many things people can call you, right? Or if you go to the far left or right side, if you don't agree with us, we will literally kill you or beat the shit out of you. It's either one of those options, right? So think about that. I think we're going to... A limit of free speech, especially, and and especially the free speech in the tech era. We're seeing this in Facebook, especially Facebook. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, he's always up to something banning, banning people. I don't think it's him, but it's mostly his team. But also YouTube, Google, right? There's There's a limit to what you say. But then they erase you forever, right? So there's a there's a debate going on on what you can say and what you can't say, right? What's the limit of free speech? Or what can you say that you shouldn't say, right? You know, so we're questioning the First Amendment here, which is kind of which is kind of interesting. We're going to a path of politi- political correctness, and I find that bullshit, you know? So, just some things to think about, but those are the news I have. I wish I got other news. I was looking into NPR news. I wanted to move on from New York Times since they typically lean to the left. NPR, they typically lean to the center, but they have people from the left or the right side, which I find it okay with me. You know, so I'm trying to find news articles that is relatively in the center, but also, you know, worth of posting, you know, so I don't want a left lean or right lean, you know, I want just right there in the middle, and then, you know, I'll report on what I find interesting, I won't be looking into just NPR, I think I'm looking into Axios, maybe BBC, all right, BBC is actually um, a, a good news, a good news source too, they're in the middle too, weird thing, Wall Street is in the middle, but if you look in Wall Street opinions, they're leaning to the right. I actually I actually have a graph of where each news article typically lean. But I think that's all I have for today. Expect a football podcast soon. I think I'm going to do it with one of my good boys here who's a Steelers fan. So expect that. I want to talk more about sports. I actually watch sports Today, I I watched the NFL. I was watching the Denver Broncos game. I think I can go more into details, but I was freaking out about that game. So, expect a football podcast soon. That was a weird cut. Sorry there. I had a stuttering attack, and I had to trim that down, which is not a thing I like to do. But expect a football podcast soon. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys are informed of what's going on around the world. I hope to talk about more things other than this. You know, I wish... They give me something more interesting, but I need to find a news article that actually, you know, gives us some positivity, you know, gives us 
a road ahead to 2021. And let's hope 2021 is not as bad as 2020. So I hope you guys enjoy. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next one. In the next episode of The Great Asian Podcast. Peace. Last Christmas, I gave you my-